Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to episode number 80 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, information, and all the good stuff. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, and I'm joined by... I am Ben Morse, uh, editor of Marvel.com, and we have with us another departing intern. Making her No, you wait until I introduce Sorry. you. Um, another departing intern who actually has not been on the podcast before. She recorded one, and it didn't record. So this is both her first and last appearance. You may now introduce yourself. I'm Katarina. Katarina what? Cowden. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy your time here at Marvel? I did. I loved it here. All right. Well, get ready, because this is the most, this is this is the highlight. This yeah, is the cherry on top I'm, of the Sunday. Sure. <laughs> uh, as you guys all know, on This Week in Marvel, we cover everything Marvel from comics to movies to toys to TV. We're going to give you the lowdown on everything that came out in both print and digital this week we're going to give you the latest news and then we are going to answer your questions which you can get to us using the hashtag this week in marvel on twitter and with that we're going to dive right into our comics this week because we got a lot of them uh alpha number four written by josh fialkov art by nuno platy we've really been enjoying this series and in this issue we get some alpha action with Andy McGuire going out on the town. A surprising amount of uh, supervillains have popped up in his small burg of wherever he lives. Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh. Well, I said burg, so perfect. It's a sizable burg. It's a small, big city. A small, big city of Pittsburgh. Uh, So he actually gets some help this issue from Thor, the god of thunder. They have a little buddy-buddy interaction. Thor gives Alpha a bit of a pep talk. Really fun series. Art from Nuno Platy continues to be very unique and very cool. And this is the penultimate issue of Alpha. We'll be coming to a close with issue number five, and then we'll see what's in store for young Andy McGuire. Over in Astonishing X-Men, issue number 62 by Marjorie Liu and Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. This was a treat for me as both an Iceman fan and also a fan of X-Men Minutia as it was this crazy, I have no idea what Marjorie Lou's doing, but I love it issue, where basically, in the aftermath of Extermination, Iceman is having some psychological issues because of all the stuff they dealt with during Extermination, and he tries to kind of work them out. He's, he's in a therapist's office. We don't see who the therapist is. We may not. It might not be important. Uh, that would typically be where they would not show it, and then the next issue you'd find out it's Doc Samson, but Doc Samson is dead. So I don't know he how is? we do. Yeah, he's been dead for a while. Died in the Red Hulk series back during World War Hulks. But yeah, it was way, it, my '90s brain triggered to every time they show one side of a psychologist or psychiatrist uh, session. You always eventually get the reveal. It's Doc Samson. Yeah. And I thought to myself, "Oh wow, Doc Samson's not around anymore. I don't know what they do." Anyways, he comes out of that. He is having a chat with his girlfriend Kitty Pride, and out of nowhere a parade of Iceman ex-girlfriends starts showing up. Polaris shows up, being all crazy. Uh, Opal from the 90s shows up. The big shocker, freaking Nurse Annie from when Chuck Austin was writing the book. They all come in. Gambit and Karma are like, what is happening? They're at a coffee shop. Apparently they claim Bobby invited them all there. He doesn't know what the heck's going on. There's also some stuff with Mystique, another former Iceman love interest. It's all building to Iceman. Is he losing it? He's having these crazy dreams. Hernandez Walta's art is awesome. We've talked before. It's like early New Mutants. It's in Cavage stuff. Just a weird, quirky issue. If you're an Iceman fan, if you're an X-Men fan, if you freak out when Nurse Annie from 
the mid 2000s X-Men show up, this is the issue for you. Because I was just like, whoa, it's Nurse Annie, and they reference her continuity. So you may or may not enjoy this issue. I think you will. It's well written. Uh, it's well drawn. Even if you don't know the characters, they do a great job introducing them. I almost texted you after reading it and asked <laughs> if you and Tim Dillon had um, had asked for that issue specifically because you're the only people yeah. I know who love Iceman that I, much. Well, Tim Dillon loves Iceman way more than I do. I know, but um, you're pretty close. I do like Iceman a lot, and I have not spoken to Tim Dillon about this issue yet. I really have to. I'm more. I think it's probably more exciting for the people who are the two or three fans of those characters you showed up because i don't know if there's a lot of like vocal opal tanaka fans out there but she shows up with her kid who was introduced in the abnet and landing like 2002 iceman limited series that had the scotty young art is, is the, the kid old, bobby's kid it's not bobby's kid oh. the whole that whole story was about her making bobby think the kid was his because she needed him to rescue him from something and at the end he finds out it's not his kid and he said, I would have done it anyways. I'm a superhero. And she's like, oh, I didn't know if you would have because we broke up. But the fact that Marjorie brought this kid in, this kid's only ever been in one story ever, I am, my hat is off to Miss Lou. All right. Over to Avengers number 11 by John Hickman and art by Mike Diodato with great colors by Frank Martin. This is a super fun issue. It, it's You've got this squad of Avengers, which is, uh, you've got Shang-Chi, and you've got Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Sunspot, Cannonball, Spider-Woman. They go to Aim Island, this uh, this new nation state, which has been um, popping up in a bunch of books lately, and they go there to track down something. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Hijinks ensue all over the place. Shang-Chi gets into some crazy fights. Uh, you've got really fun Black Widow and Spider-Woman stuff. You get amazing sequence with uh, Cannonball and Sunspot as That's they deal favorite. They deal with these three aim goons and it's... I would, I would, I would commission issues of, mm. of them just hanging out and what would happen with well, you the... Gotta, you gotta say that the aim goons, they're in like a casino and they show up with their, their beekeeper helmets yeah. and tuxedos. About, and then they tell the, they tell Sunspot and Cannibal they're gonna fight and they're like, come on, do we have to? You know what's mm. gonna happen. Let's just hang mm. out. And it's, it's amazing. Yep. It's really, really good. Uh, Black Widow has tons of great moments in this issue as well as Shang-Chi. Um, really fun stuff, and it furthers along this new story that the John's working on for yep. uh, the book. But if you're not reading the book at all, this is a terrific one-off. Yes, very much so. And Mike Diodato drawing Shang Chi oh, all day long, all, all day. day long. Avengers Arena number nine. We get the origin finally of Apex, this crazy character who actually there's a lot more to as we learn in this issue. This is the type of issue you can't really talk about because there's so much revealed. All we know is the end of last issue. Apex who is the stereotypical mean girl, turned into a guy, and a nice guy at that. And in this issue, we find out what the deal is with all that. Um, things really ramping up in Murder World. Things are The stakes are getting higher. You can feel it. Uh, we're going to be you know, really building to a crescendo with these first storylines soon. Uh, we find out, everyone else finds out that Chase is Darkhawk now. There's another casualty, and Apex really becomes the character to watch over in Avengers Arena. Uh, all right, over to Avengers Assemble number 15 AU, and it's written by Al Ewing and drawn by uh, Butch Geis, and I think the first thing I asked Ben today was, who is this Al Ewing? Yeah. Because he's a new name uh, for us. Yeah. I think he's written one or two other books, but this was... the last Avengers Assemble Age of Ultron time, which was yeah. also fantastic. It was, it was great, but this is one of my favorite issues so far this year. 
Yeah. It's been re- it was, it's incredible. It's really, really good. It tells the story of the fall of the UK, essentially. Mm-hmm. The fall of London uh, as Ultron comes down and takes over. Really great way to tell the story and, and how magic, the, the, the bulk of what uh, drives um, the UK superheroes, magic, how that plays into everything and how Ultron deals with it. Uh, really great stuff. You get the um, MI-13 characters who show up in this. Uh, Dr. Faiza Hussein, who has Excalibur, and I guess she's, been, she's called Excalibur. She's called Excalibur now, Which is yes. awesome. She's great. She's a, she's a pacifist Muslim lady with Excalibur, with healing powers. She's one of my favorite characters. She's amazing. Uh, you get Captain Britain. Really... Really big moments for Captain Britain and Captain Marvel, who is here on essentially a vacation of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't go too well. But uh, there's this other character that's introduced here. Yeah. But is he an established character? Pretty sure he's new. It so, felt like, I gotta say, it felt like a character that Paul Cornell would have introduced in Captain Britain yeah, number right. 13. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, it's there's uh, two characters, I guess. There's Computer Graham. Oh, yeah, there's two really cool characters. Yeah, Computer Graham and. Uh, the the lady who has the the kicking powers. Yeah, I love that. Her Melanie. power it's it's a it's, it's such so a British. British power. It's she, amazing. She can literally kick something into any quote unquote goal. Yeah. As if she were playing soccer. So if like she has a bomb and she needs to kick it at Ultron's head, she'll she can do it and yeah. she won't miss. She won't miss. It's amazing. I hope we see more of them. That's the thing. It's we get all this in one issue. You, yeah. you, there's, it felt long. It, it felt, felt like a long issue. Deep, long. Good long. There's issue. a great Doctor Who reference in here for for those of you who read yep. it. Yeah, I got uh, that. You did. Good. Nope. nope. Damn it. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what Doctor Who is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really, one of my favorite issues um, this year. And I, yeah, I, I agree with Ben. I really hope we see more of those yeah. characters and more valuing. Yeah, writer. Agreed. Vengeance Spider-Man number twenty, written by Chris Yost, art by Marco Cicchetto. This is the beginning of a two-part story, which has Superior Spider-Man, Doc Ock, breaking in to the Shield helicarrier, and by breaking in, I mean just kind of coming on board because he's Spider-Man. Because this whole thing is he wants to prove that he can break out of the Shield helicarrier. There may be more to that because it involves the Chameleon, the Secret Avengers guest star. The art is fantastic. We get some cool stuff with Nick Fury, with Hawkeye, with Black Widow, and ultimately with the heavy hitter member of the Secret Avengers lineup. So more to come from this particular story. In Castle, Calm Before Storm number five, the story wraps up as Derek Storm with his dad and his lady friend, they go to take down the fear, and it goes somewhat according to plan but totally not according to any plan that they could have thought of and uh there's explosions there's people getting shot there's people getting killed there's um some really fun stuff there's people getting naked it's a fu- it's a super fun book it's uh it's a lot of fun you know it's not superheroes but you should definitely check it out all right deadpool number nine written by brian Posehn and jerry duggan uh, art by mike hawthorne with colors by val staples a lot going on in this issue we get a brief glimpse inside Deadpool's head courtesy of Agent Preston some messed up stuff going there established right down the line and now Deadpool has to he's doing two things simultaneously he's trying to figure out how to put Preston out of his body back into another body he's also got to take down some uh some souls for his demon not really buddy demon acquaintance Vetus and this one he ends up fighting a blonde haired lifeguard with aquatic powers uh, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek reference to another character you may have heard of. 
It goes about. I don't think anybody's heard that. Character. It goes about how you'd expect it to go. Uh, very funny stuff in this issue. Hawthorne has perfectly picked up the torch from Tony Moore in terms of gross stuff. By the end, things get dark. Deadpool starts going a little Deadpool and uh, deciding to take some extreme actions to get out of the situation he's presently in. All right, Fearless Defenders, number four. Uh, you've got the, the crew of Misty Knight, Hippolyta, Valkyrie, and Annabelle Riggs uh, trying to stop the reawakening of the Doom Maidens, and they fail, like, miserably. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a really fun issue, and there's big battles, and big giant snake-ish monster mm-hmm. thing. And uh, you get some really interesting backstory on Valkyrie and uh, some insight into why this all these events are coming together. It's a lot of fun, and I love the last page. It has a great nod to uh, something that Misty Knight was involved in before, and what we'll see in the next issue. Iron Man 258.2. You're going, what? Iron Man 258? That's ages ago. Well, this is the second part of the plucked from the years gone by era sequel to Armor Wars, as it would be written by original Armor Wars creators David Michelini and Bob Layton, with art by... Dave Ross, uh, we see continuing how Tony Stark would have handled certain events uh, back in the Halicon days of the 80s with awesome hair and great power suits and when men were men and women were women and Miami Vice was on TV. You remember those times? No. Katarina was a glimmer in her parents' eyes back in the 80s. Are you alive in the 80s? No. Oh, that's <laughs> wow, you're the worst. That's horrifying. <laughs> bring you in here. All right, hey, so over in Marvel Universe, The Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, number 14, we've got another adaptation of a Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes episode. This time it is based on the episode Alone Against AIM, which featured Iron Man and War Machine going up against AIM. Uh, It's adapted by our friend Joe Caramagna. If you're a fan of the show or if you are looking for something appropriate for all ages, do check it out. Secret Avengers. Number four, written by Nick Spencer, art by Luke Ross. Continuing the search for the Iron Patriot armors that went missing last issue. Um, we, they're missing no more because now we know that AIM has them. Continuing, AIM is all over the place this week. Uh, AIM, Ryan referenced earlier, have their own island nation. So they have kind of taken on sovereign status. They've got these Iron Patriot armors. They are unleashing them on the world to create havoc. And the U.S. doesn't want to say, hey... We lost these Iron Patriot armors, so instead, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Secret Avengers come up with a interesting solution. It involves their newest member, the Hulk, Bruce Banner, who is now part of the Secret Avengers team. We find out how he joins the team and what his first mission is going to be. Uh, Spencer really writes some great bits with Maria Hill, with Daisy Johnson, with Agent Coulson, with Iron Man. Uh, just a cool feel. You know, this is, as, as we said, this is kind of the closest you're going to get to a Marvel Cinematic Avengers in the Marvel Universe, and it really continues that feel here. And um, stuff that happens to the Hulk at the end of the book really made me feel sad for the green guy. And it's uh, some cool twists in there. All right, Thor, God of Thunder, number eight, written by Jason Aaron, art by Asad Rabiq. We were just talking about how Avengers Assemble felt like a huge issue. This also feels like three issues in one, and I freaking loved it it's part two of god bomb this one's called god in chains we are following two stories number one we've got old man thor old king thor and thor the avenger as i call him normal Arthur, traveling in the far future on a like viking ship through space 
uh, old Thor is just this cantankerous old jerk yelling at young Thor, you know, go drink some mead and polish your hammer, leave me alone, I've got a, I've got a sail on the solar wind. It's just so metal and beautiful. Meanwhile, the God Butcher has brought young Thor, stay with me now, young Thor into this future time where he is having all these gods he's in prison build a bomb that can destroy all gods. Young Thor is not having any of it. Young Thor gets put in his place by the goddesses of thunder who, unbeknownst to him, he has a relation to. Uh, they throw down a little bit and they become important. The god slaves are playing revolution. Young Thor finds his place in that revolution. Actually, you get to see some cool bits both with... Uh, Characters related to Gore and also Thor, young Thor, really kind of becoming the Thor we know, moving away from being this brash young jerk to, all right, this is why he's a hero. And by the end of the book, there is just like literally 10 pages of just one great moment after the other, setting up what's to come in this story. So much I can't talk about. Mm -hmm. Such great art. This, I was so excited reading this issue. This was like the perfect thor issue for me it sounds confusing with what i'm saying with all these like multiple thors and all this space stuff there are space sharks someone gets smacked in the face with a space shark it's just all these crazy concepts that jason aaron pulls together the cyber beak draws beautifully they've got sound effects there's a plonk right there and i loved every minute of it and you can read it you don't you will get it once you read it i'm doing a terrible job explaining of it and that's on me and i have to live with that but just a really, really fun, great issue. Jumping over into the Ultimate Universe with Ultimate Comics Ultimates number 24, written by Sam Humphreys. Great, great art by Joe Bennett, uh, Rye, Jose, and Matt Miller. Really psyched to have Joe Bennett back on board. Uh, it's the final-ish, I'm not sure it's the final, final, but final-ish <laughs> battle between the Ultimates and the crazy West Coast Ultimates uh, with Quake and Tigra and Vision and Wonder Man. Uh, they their plot to Black Knight, Black Knight, really crazy Black Knight on the moon fighting Thor and Invisible Woman. Sam Humphrey's just coming up with wild stuff. Great battles. Wonder Man is a complete psycho. Huge turning point for Ultimate Captain America in this issue and his presidential administration. So if you've been following that story, this is one you are not going to want to miss. All right, to Uncanny Avengers number eight by Recommender with amazing art by Daniel Cunha, and it's. The Apocalypse Twins, Eamon and Uriel, the, uh, they're super freaky, super messed up. They've got crazy recommender powers, <laughs> like, just, he just, he probably sat somewhere and was like, what kind of twisted <laughs> crap can I come up with to Does give to... crazy Rick recommender, but like powers that Rick has that he's bestowed yeah. upon them? Yes. I... <laughs> Rick is Rick has some some wacky stuff going on in his head, and he puts it onto the page, and it's amazing. Um, these characters they kill whole loads of people. They try to kill whole loads more. You get great Sunfire and Thor moments, a lot of banter and 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 funny bits uh, as they go to try and take down the Apocalypse Twins. But I mean. Right now, it looks like the Avengers are out of their league with the Apocalypse Twins. Yeah. We'll see how that goes as things move forward, although the next issue is an Age of Ultron issue. So we will not immediately see how things move forward. Although, the Age of Ultron issue, Rick's still writing it with and, uh, Jerry Duggan, yep. and it does still involve Kang and the Apocalypse Twins. Yeah, so, it'll definitely be yeah. something that is great for people who are coming in for Age of Ultron, or people who are sticking yep. with the book continuously. Alright, winding down here, we got Uncanny X-Force number 4, written by Sam Humphreys. 
Pencils by Ron Garney with inks by Scott Hanna and colors by Marte Garcia. I love Marte coloring over Ron. But then we've also got awesome Mindscape pages by the classic Runaways art team of Adrian Alfona and Christina Strain. So what we got here is, as you would imagine, a battle on two levels. On the one hand, Bishop is chasing Spiral and this child, Ginny, through the streets of Los Angeles, and they've got Storm and Puck on their tail trying to battle them in the physical world. Meanwhile, Psylocke on the Mindscape inside Bishop's head is having this crazy fight against a bear and against an owl, and Adrian Alfona is drawing it, and it's wild, and it's wacky. You've also got a subplot involving the Phantom X triplets. Uh, I like what they say in the recap where they call them their triple ganger instead of a doppelganger. And once things come back to reality, uh, Puck has probably my favorite moment of the so entire great. issue. Uh, and then there's a fun little bit with Wolverine, with Wolverine as oh, well. Great. So very good balance of action, fun, craziness, all sorts of stuff. And you know finally, who the, uh, that the bear thing is? I do. I don't know if you do. I'll tell you. I assume some things, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell no, you. No, I'll let it go be. to break. No, if you want, I'll be surprised. Think about it. I, I mean, I, I I have. No, I'm not saying think about it. Think about it. I'm saying think about whether you want me to tell you or oh. not. Um, Katarina doesn't know at all. Don't look it's to Sasquatch, Katarina. Don't look to her for answers. Finally, Wolverine number three, written by Paul Cornell, art by Alan Davis, Mark Farmer, Matt Hollingsworth. Team up between Wolverine and. Our new star, Nick Fury Jr., got a great banter back and forth. It is the penultimate chapter of hunting season. Wolverine has been pursued by this crazy alien weapon. Some really weird alien stuff is going on. We get a new locale introduced, a pub or bar of sorts where adventurers go. Not necessarily superheroes, just folks trying to solve crime. So we get some new cast members introduced. Paul Cornell is really building a neat little uh, world here. Nick Fury takes a shot at Wolverine about being a loner and Wolverine gives him an answer that I love about, you know, this is this is why I'm on so many teams. And then they go after uh, the aliens and end up fighting some other guys. I think these are like some modified mandroids or something. But They look like mandroids. Yeah, awesome art and what you'd expect from Alan Davis, quirky stuff from Paul Cornell. And that concludes a packed week of Marvel Comics from Marvel. Uh, <laughs> as opposed to another company that put them out. What do you what do you, what do you got, Ryan? What do you what are you thinking? I think my my number one pick goes to Avengers Assemble yes. fifteen AU. Sound choice. Yeah. If I had to pick a second, I would go to Avengers, but mm. I'm, I'm sticking solo with Avengers Assemble. Um, I like both those issues. I also like Astonishing X Men a lot, but mm-hmm. mine is going to go to Thor: God of Thunder, yeah. which I didn't do a good job summarizing, but I promise is a very good comic. Katarina Cadden. Have you read any of these books yet? Well, not this week. That's but fine. The Deadpool series, I'm really into. So All right, so Deadpool is the one you're looking forward to. Yeah. Deadpool's your guy. Yeah. Why do you like Deadpool? I just love the sarcastic humor. Yeah. It's like right up my alley. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, do you want to talk at all about your background as a roadie for Nirvana in the early '90s? <laughs> no, yeah. we'll get into that on another podcast. Katarina is a woman out of time. She dresses like she belongs in 1992 Seattle and has the attitude to match, but she is one of our favorite 
interns. Well, that's the fashion these days. Yeah, it's that's 90s back revivalism. No, she takes it to the extreme. Yeah, she, <laughs> she looks like she comes in some days. She's got her she's got her hat on. She looks like she just came back from the docks, <laughs> throwing hands with Rocky Balboa. It's only the hat. That's just what throws it all off. No, you wear like your flannels and you got like, yeah. hey, what's going on, dude? Boy, it's it's great. That's it's not great. even 90s. You are you're one of my favorites. I'm staying out of this. Uh, from now on. <laughs> collections on sale this week. We have got Avengers Arena, the first trade paperback. We've got Avengers Heart of Stone. No idea what that is in trade paperback. <laughs> you want to speculate? It's got a. It's it's about Greg Argoyle. Is it? Yeah, it's a whole. It's it, Greg Argoyle is at the center of the story. Okay, it's classic stuff. I believe you. Uh, Avengers X Men Companion out in hardcover. Essential Defenders new volume out in trade paperback. Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider Man Volume Three digest form. Spider Man. Great story out in trade paperback. I've reread almost the whole thing on the train ride yeah. home the other day. That was a great book. So good. Great book. Uh, the Stand. I think this is the final Stand trade paperback out in soft cover. We had out in hardcover. So we finally say goodbye to The Stand after all these years. Thunderbolts. No Quarter. That is the first collection from the Marvel Now Thunderbolts. Uh, Ultimate Comics Spider Man. New trade paperback out for that. And the Wolverine Young Readers novel is out as a digest sure what that is was that that one we promoted like four years ago is it you know the one yeah the that guy not cover it could be could be could be um okay moving on to digital everything we discussed is on the digital comics app all the new books that came out katarina would you like to share what is also on sale also on sale avengers number 125 from 1963 Daredevil, 1964, number 105 to 107. Dark Hawk, 1991, number 1 through 9. Were you alive in 1991? Yes, I was. Okay. That was the year I was born. Oh, yes. God. You and Dark Hawk are the same age. Oh, man. Uh, Incredible Hulk, 1968, number 449. Logan's Run, 1977, number, number 6. You're going to ask, why is Logan's Run in there? That's uh, the first, appearance, first it's an appearance early appearance. Of, early appearance of Thanos. Yeah. Not Wolverine Logan. It is the movie Logan's Run. Yeah. We did a lot of weird stuff in the 70s, guys. Everyone did a lot of weird stuff in the 70s. It's true. You know what we're talking yeah. about, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. I wasn't around in the 70s. <laughs> Um, Marvel Feature, 1971, number 12, Spider-Man, 1990, number 6 through 14, Spider-Man Team-Up, 1995, number 7, Tales of the Marvel Universe, 96, number 1, and Thunderbolts, 1997, number 1 through 5, and Thunderbolts Annual, 1997, number 1. You would do a great job on, like, a classic rock station. It's like the, you know, they always have the girl with, like, the kind of, hey, laid-back voice being like, and now... It's time to get the lead out with another Led Zeppelin block. <laughs> it's a compliment, All right, I swear. Great. Digital collections on sale, Mr. Panagos? Uh, we've got Avengers vs. X-Men Companion books 1, 2, and 3 out this week. Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 3. New Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis, Volume 3. Scarlet Spider, Volume 1. Spider-Man, Lizard, No Turning Back. Ultimate Comics Avengers, Next Generation. And Wolverine and the X-Men by Jason Aaron, Volume 2. And then a ton of books on Marvel Unlimited. Yes. Including Age of Apocalypse, number nine from the recent series. Amazing Spider-Man, numbers 348, 361 through 363, and 365. 361 through 363, that's Carnage's first appearance. Sure is. And a little bit of uh, 365 might be, or is it? 
I don't know. Cardiac was in that same realm. It's around there. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Avengers 281 through 285. Avengers number 33 from the 2010 series. Avengers Academy number 39. Avenging Spider-Man number 14. AVX Consequences number 5. Captain America number 298. Daredevil End of Days number 2. That book's not even done yet. You're getting it. Issue number two is on Unlimited. Boom. Deadpool number one from the current Marvel Now series. So if you're an Unlimited subscriber, time to jump on that. Defenders number 12 from the recent series. The first issue of Karen Gillan's Iron Man series. Marvel's Iron Man 2 adaptation number one. New Avengers number 32. Scarlet Spider number 11. Space Knights number two. Then we've got a bunch of Thor, including 204 to 205, 213 and 214. 481 through 490, 495 through 497, and 501. I think that is the Warren Ellis stuff. Oh, cool. Warren Ellis, Mike Diodato on Thor. Nice. And William Mesner Loeb's as well. Nice. And Uncanny X-Force, number 33, and X-Factor, number 246. So much stuff. Quite a haul on Marvel Unlimited, and we have more Marvel Unlimited news to come after throw to the man with the plan on the West Coast, Mark Strong. Hello there, this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom coming to you from rather dark Los Angeles at the moment, actually, considering I am recording this at night. Um, But it was a rather pleasant day today, a nice uh, high 70s, I'd say, low 80s. Very, very nice for a uh, boy from Minnesota. But... We're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about what is going on this week in Marvel, specifically on Marvel TV. We've got Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man this Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD, as always. And this week we have two more Encore episodes including Electro and Carnage. And Electro, of course, is the episode that, well, introduces Electro. And he uh, gets a rather... He gets he gets a very cool power upgrade and a very cool new look that is m- more inspired by his look from the Ultimate Comics, but there's a nice little nod to his old yellow and green outfit, which will always hold a special place in my heart. But then again, I always did like those older, somewhat wonkier costumes, as evidenced by the fact that the Shocker is my favorite supervillain. So... You get to see that, and then you get to see one of my favorite episodes, which I think you've heard me talk about before on this podcast, which is Carnage, and introduces, yes, you guessed it, Carnage. Uh, If you can't tell, there's a little bit of a pattern here with the naming convention. Not only does this episode introduce Carnage, it also has Venom and the Green Goblin. So, for the price of one episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man, you get three villains, and by price, I mean, of course, turning to Marvel Universe on Disney XD, beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So, you can check all that out this Sunday morning, and of course, Iron Man 3 is still in theaters, and IMAX 3D. I mentioned the IMAX 3D, of course, because... 
it will only be in IMAX through this Tuesday, May 14th, and then it leaves. It soars off, you could say. Of course, if you haven't seen Iron Man 3 already, you may be living under a rock. You should definitely go and check out or go see it again. I've seen it twice now, I think. And it's got, as I said last week, some really incredible action sequences from director Shane Black. He put together some really very intricate Rube Goldberg-esque sequences, particularly in the scene in which you see Tony's mansion destroyed, and then again in the final battle sequences, but really all of them, there are five very unique set pieces in this movie, all of them worth the price of admission alone, but of course it has tons of other stuff going for it. So, Go check out right now in your local Cineplex, as they say. I don't know who says that. I'm pretty sure it's just me. Or IMAX 3D through May 14th. And with that, I'll send you back to the fine chaps in New York. And I will be back with you again shortly for some Marvel TV movies and games news. Thank you, Mr. Strong. Really exciting stuff from out on the West Coast. We got news for you guys. Um, I'm going to kick it off with some big comics news. We've been debuting all week long stuff from Infinity. We're really getting excited for Infinity. Uh, as we kind of edge into the end of Age of Ultron, we're going to start really ramping things up for Infinity on Marvel.com in particular. This week we showed off some covers, some tie-ins, and also some design art that Jim Chung did for some of Thanos's new lieutenants, his generals, some really cool characters. Um, last week, Superior Spider-Man, there was a huge issue. Uh, there, we, did, we had a, one of the first interviews with Dan Slott talking about the big cliffhanger ending. Not really a cliffhanger, I guess more of a game-changing ending. Um, so you can still read about that if you haven't read Superior Spider-Man number nine yet. You should read that before the interview because the interview spoils it and we have big spoiler warnings at the top. We also got a very cool interview with the legendary artist Lee Weeks, who is going to be both writing and drawing the Daredevil Dark Knights limited series. First couple issues of that. Really cool stuff about uh, working on Daredevil back in the day, why he loves the character, plans he's got coming up. Not one you want to miss. And then we also last week spoke to Dennis Hopeless about what's coming up in Avengers Arena. As you saw this week, some big changes on the horizon for Avengers Arena. All right. Uh, so you guys have been asking for it for so long. Finally, it's here. Marvel Unlimited for Android. It's available in the Google Play Store, um, so it joins iOS app uh, and the web as ways to access your unlimited subscription. If you are a subscriber, you can use Marvel Unlimited across all your devices, across Android, iOS, the web. It works, you know, that we're not limiting, as far as I know, limiting any number of devices, so log in and read on one device, start again on another Take your same place, uh, your books carry over, your read, your watch list, all the, the different things in there. So it's very cool. Um, and let us know if you're uh, how it's going. We want to know about any bugs or anything so that we can help continue to make both versions, iOS and Android, as good as they possibly can be. Uh, I want to thank everybody for Iron Man 3 coming out with huge, huge numbers opening weekend. Mm. 172 point something million dollars. A lot of money. 
yeah, number two opening all time domestically. It's pretty crazy, very exciting, uh, very good. Like huge money worldwide too. Yeah. So thank you to people not in this country who yes. are listening to our podcast. Totally, um, it's it's been great. Uh, there, you know, we talk about the possibility of a Marvel's Agents of Shield show. You never know. Um, could be coming up on something soon. Stay tuned. And Marvel uh, Avengers Alliance PvP just ended. I did not get Shatterstar. Uh, it, the last hour was just a mess. Another soul-crushing PvP tournament for me. Yep. I started off strong. thought I had a new strategy. I was doing five fights a day. It was going great. Um, I was in Vibranium. I was going to get... I was, I was thinking, all right, I'm going to get the suit, I'm going to get the weapon, I'm going to get the gold, I'm going to get the silver, maybe get a shot at Shatterstar. And then, as always, with a few days left, the freaking hordes of people come in, start playing. It's survival of the fittest. And, you know, I'm, I'm at my job, doing my thing, couldn't, couldn't be on as much as I wanted. Uh, and then the last hour, I was like, all right, I'm going to pour it on the last hour and get back into at least Diamond. Uh, or stay in diamond so I can get the weapon. And, of course, the last hour ended up being my commute home. Uh, so I wasn't able to do it. I just got some gold. So I'm just, I'm, I've been burnt again by Avengers Alliance, but I still love it. Yeah. It's hard I, got, I got vibranium. I got to sure 0.86. Uh, I, and I was doing really well because I was... 1.39 percent mm. like when i got home so i was i was moving pretty good there just wasn't enough time and uh, the game time. it just it was messing up at the end there so it's a bummer <sighs> congratulations to any of you who got shatterstar though yeah that's, that's huge and uh, also rescue is in the spec up so keep trying for her i haven't gotten her yet i'm about 15 tasks yeah i think i'm on like 18 um it was interesting when we found out rescue was going to be the hero we had a conversation where i was like oh that's gonna be interesting because rescue's mostly uh doesn't really have any offensive capabilities and they handled that in a very cool kind of way she's a very different kind of character she's going to be useful for certain things totally all right time to kick it over to mark for more news Hello there once again this week in Marvelites, Twimmers, and Twimettes. This is Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom coming at you once again with some Marvel movies, TV, and games news, beginning with some more Iron Man 3 news. As I mentioned, it's still in theaters and IMAX 3D. We brought you some great news interviews and clips and photos from events and tons of stuff this week beginning with an interview with producer Kevin Feige and director and co-screenwriter Shane Black in which they talked a little bit about the science behind Extremis and the influence that Warren Ellis's original Extremis storyline had on this story and how it developed. You can read all of that right now on Marvel.com. We also brought you a photo gallery from a special Iron Man fan event at the El Capitan Theater right here in Hollywood that occurred last Thursday. It was a marathon of all four Iron Man, well, all four movies that Iron Man has appeared in, including Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Marvel's The Avengers, and, of course, Iron Man 3. 
director Shane Black and star Ty Simpkins, who plays Harley in the film, was there. Stan Lee was there. We had a bunch of fans dressed up in some great costumes, including one fan dressed up as a giant arc reactor that it took me a second to realize that it was actually a fan dressed up in that. I thought at first that it was just someone who had made a giant arc reactor and was sort of like wheeling it along beside them. But no, they were in fact inside it and it was their costume, which I thought was pretty impressive. Of course, I still wonder how they saw clearly out of that, but I'm sure they figured that out. We also brought you a new clip from the film in which you meet Harley, played by Ty Simpkins, who I just mentioned. And you get to see some of Harley and Tony's first interactions, including some of my favorite lines from the movie in which Ty Simpkins as Harley teaches Tony Stark how he could build a better Iron Man and gives him an idea for a new suit, which I just love sort of the inventiveness of that and how just Tony is so open to these crazy ideas and not only so open to them but so craving them and so looking for something new to tinker with and invent, invent that he will take a suggestion from a nine-year-old boy if that suggestion from a nine-year-old boy happens to be a good one. So you can check that out right now on Marvel.com and the Marvel YouTube. We also brought you word of a special contest that Harley Davidson and Marvel are having right now. You can go to Harley Davidson, that's harley-davidson.com slash Iron Man for more details on the Iron Man 3 Man and Machine contest. But you can invent your own character, you can create your own custom bike, and five lucky winners will see themselves drawn into an original Avengers comic along with their custom Harley bikes. And one grand prize winner will even get their own custom Harley bike, much like a fan won their own bike last year as part of the promotion that Harley-Davidson and Marvel did together for Marvel's The Avengers. You can learn more about that on Marvel.com right now, as well as see... Sean Threadgill, who, I'm sorry, Threadgill, who won that bike and was presented with the keys to it on the red carpet premiere of Iron Man 3, which occurred just uh, two weeks ago now. So look for that on Marvel.com. And jumping from Marvel movie to Marvel TV news. We have a full episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man playing right now for free on Marvel.com. It is episode 6 of season 2 and features the Sinister Six, which is made up of Doc Ock, Kraven, the Rhino, the Beetle, Electro, and... Did I mention six right there? I always get so confused when listing off the Sinister Six. But regardless, 
you, oh, the lizard. The lizard was the sixth one. That's right. And you can check that out right now on Marvel.com. We also brought you an early look at Marvel's Avengers Assemble, which, of course, will be coming this summer to Marvel Universe on Disney XD, starting with a one-hour sneak preview on May 26th. And then the series will premiere on July 7th, and it will be there to stay from then on. So you can get a look at a new screenshot from the series that shows off some of your favorite heroes, including Hulk, Thor, Captain America, or apologies, not Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Black Widow, Falcon, and Hawkeye. So, Captain America will, of course, be in this series. He is just not in this particular screenshot. But you'll be able to see that right now on Marvel.com, as always. And finally, wrapping things up with some Marvel Games news, we debuted a new trailer for Marvel Heroes, our upcoming MMO, which launches June 4th. This one showing off Thor and all of his costumes in the game, including a Thor Modern, a Thor Classic, a Thor Marvel Now, a Thor Destroyer in the uh, Destroyer armor from the classic story by Walt Simonson, and a costume straight from Marvel's The Avengers, which is a little film that came out last year and did okay, I think. So you can check out that trailer right now, both on the Marvel YouTube, youtube.com slash Marvel, as well as Marvel.com. And you can purchase all five of these costumes, along with a ton of other stuff, including $55 in in-game currency, early access to the game, a ton of other stuff, right now at founders.marvelheroes.com. They have a bunch of awesome Founders packs available. They give you different heroes, different costumes, different bonuses, such as that in-game currency or early game access that I just mentioned. You can get all of the Thor costumes as part of the Son of Asgard premium pack. There are a ton of others to check out. I know there's an Iron Man premium pack that gives you a ton of armors with it, including the Star Boost armor from Iron Man 3. There's a Deadpool pack. There are... Just go check out founders.marvelheroes.com and, of course, sign up at marvelheroes.com. Sign up for the closed beta, which will be going on for the next month or so still, three weeks, four weeks, somewhere around there. And the game will be officially launching June 4th. So keep your eyes on Marvel.com for more news on that. And with that, I think it's pretty much everything. I'll send you back to New York. This is Mark Strom saying thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, a wonderful weekend. And I will speak with you once again in seven more days. All right. Time for questions and comments. Uh, again, you can use the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel. Tweet your questions and comments. We'll put them in an upcoming episode. You can also tweet them to at AgentM, at Ben J. Morse, at Blake Garris, and at Stromy. 
First up, we got one patriot. He says, I lolled hard at Iron Man's Westworld reference in Iron Man 3. Unfortunately, the rest of the theater was silent. Same thing happened to me. Yeah, I would have been one of the silent people. I giggled. I thought it was really funny. What is that? Westworld is a crazy uh, sci-fi movie. Oh, all right. You should check it out on the Netflix if they have it. Check it out. Um, Let's see. Another one from one patriot. He says, when does a superpower become redefined as a mutant ability and therefore redefine someone as a mutant? A mutant ability is something that is inherent in your body, you don't you don't get it from you know an accident or radioactive accident. It's it's a gene that becomes active when you hit puberty. So it's an ingrown power. Someone like Spider Man was a normal human, didn't have any powers, and then got bit by a radioactive spider. Someone like Thor, it's a god, has powers in a different way. Anyone who's a mutant is born with the, the X gene, the X gene, and then the X gene activates at a certain age. So it's. Uh, that's how a superpower becomes redefined. If you, if you, basically, if you're born with it and it's dormant for a certain amount of years. Yeah, they were born that way, like the Lady Gaga song. Yes. Uh, another one from one patriot says, "Are any of the Marvel Unlimited comics ever going to be removed from the app?" Um, I don't know that. I I don't see any reason why anything would be removed. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say definitively never because you never know. But uh, mm. I don't I don't foresee any plans for us to remove any books from Unlimited. The last one from one Patriot said he says, Just heard someone reference Beta Ray Bill on This Week in Marvel. My cousin calls him Donkey Face Thor. Well, I heard that he says, Just heard someone reference. Like, doesn't don't you know our voices at this point? <laughs> like, which who was it? There's yeah. only two of us. Or Elaine. And she probably didn't say it. God rest her soul. Yeah. He's more horse faced than donkey face, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He is a he is horse faced. Yeah. All right, Alan Wilson, Jay Walker, 37. Is Avengers AI going to be a limited series or ongoing? Ongoing, my friend. Ongoing all the time from Sam Humphreys and Andrea Rojo, starting this summer. From Algin Go, Jedi Mouseketeer, was able to fix my Thor cape in time for the last day of C2E2. Thanks, Marvel, for all the scoops. And he has a pick, and he has a great Thor costume. Yeah, he was awesome. Algin was was at all our panels, and he was all over the place. He was great. It was cool to see Another one from Algin. Other than Dazzler and the books and Tony Stark assumed in the movies, what other cool heroes or musicians? Only other musician I know would be Corifos. Need to have a guitarist, perhaps one that is Asian. Hint. You lost me at some point, maybe after Dazzler. I don't... Tony Stark is a musician in the movies? Does He He does something where he probably like plays it. A... In his living room, there's like guitars and stuff. You're right. But uh, I mean, rich people are kind of eccentric, and they just want to buy guitars. That is my understanding of rich people. Yeah, yeah. That just well doesn't doesn't Joe Casada have all his guitars? Yeah, but he actually plays. Yeah, he plays really well. He's he's not just an eccentric (laughs) rich person. No. Uh, As far as other Marvel musicians, Lila Cheney, yeah, intergalactic rock star, superstar. Um, that's the first one that was on. I don't know who plays guitar. There's that story. Was it from Strange Tales? With about Lila Cheney and Dazzler, and there was I think, sh- I think Longshot mm. is is a musician. In he's an scene. he's an entertainer. He yeah. might be. A, I'm sure he was raised in Mojo World, like one of those pageant kids, yeah. where just like they're teaching you to do everything. I bet Beast plays music. Yeah, I mean he probably plays like a violin or something. It plays like, like three beat. instruments at once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Lila Cheney is your exciting answer for that question that I'm sure you're psyched for. Other one from Algin. Avengers Alliance is addictive. I'd like to see a way to convert unused ISOs into silver or some other item. I don't disagree with him. 
Yeah. Because you always get stuck with all those ISOs you can't use at the end. That's, yeah. a, that's a good idea. Yeah. This one tweeted to you, I think CM Punk would make a killer Iron Fist. I don't, know, I don't know if Punk has the temperament to play Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he would have to be a little bit nicer. I'd rather... I think he'd be better as Steel Serpent. Yeah. Anti-Iron Fist. Totally badass. That, that would be, be great. That'd be cool. All right, and finally from Algen, had a blast at Marvel panels at C2E2 and getting to know more people behind the books and content. Yay. At Brohara, Brent tweets, This turn in Age of Ultron has altered time, so there's no Ultron. Will we still get a showdown with the future Ultron? Uh, you got to keep reading. There's quite a few more issues left. There's quite a bit more story to tell. Also, download this week's uh, This Week in Marvel AU. It doesn't contain any hints. I just want you to listen to it if you haven't already. <laughs> Another one from Branty says, With those awesome cover teases of future Ultron, it occurs that we're through Age of Ultron number seven and still haven't seen him. We haven't seen any Ultron. We've only seen his drones. That's kind of that's part of the cool uniqueness of the event. This yeah. whole thing centers around him, but he's, he's got a plan from the future. So... We'll see. Gotta keep reading. Lasbury tweets, After watching Astonishing X-Men on Netflix, a Beast comic would be, well, Beast. Uh-huh. An internal struggle like Dr. Banner. I, I think the Beast comic does have some, some legs. I think there's a lot of aspects to him between being a scientist, his, like you said, his internal struggle. He's got a lot of connections with cool characters. I think done well, a Beast comic could be really neat. Yeah. He's getting a lot of good spotlight, though. Absolutely. Very good stuff in New Avengers and Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. Carlo M, Rag Defender 2, what Guardian story would you recommend? By the way, Baby Groot in the latest Infinite comic is adorable. Mm-hmm. Well, for this incarnation of Guardians, it's pretty much start with Annihilation Conquest and read the Eminent Landing stuff and then the Avengers Assemble story by Bendis. This yeah. group of Guardians actually has not been around that long, really since 2008, yeah. I think. So you can catch not up. Not hard to easily. catch up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then follow up I'm a new convert to the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff which has just become my favorite Marvel title it's a great title very great title yep awesome Carlo welcome yeah Centurion Joe Dreamy Robot just finished reading Ultimate Galactus remember that's spelled all weird and crazy in Warren Ellis what a wimp thank you Marvel (laughs) Unlimited (laughs) tremendous are you calling Warren Ellis a wimp or are you calling Galactus a wimp he doesn't refer to Warren Ellis I I was the one who name dropped Warren Ellis I was reading uh, the Doom 2099 trade I finished up this week it's great and I got to all the cool back matter with the like uh, 2099 AD special and everything I didn't realize that when Warren Ellis wrote that, he was 26. I didn't realize he was writing for Marvel when he was that young. Because I guess I've always thought of Warren Ellis as being perpetually... An old man. Yeah, old cantankerous. Old man. So that's kind of neat where they're like, 26-year-old writer Warren Ellis Amazing. talks about Do 2099. And I was like, yeah, all right. That makes sense. He's still around now. So. That's awesome. Another one from Centurion Joe. I can't believe auto guilt trip Pete near the end of Superior. That was just wrong. But was it? He had some points. He made yeah. some legitimate arguments. That's, and, that's what made know, a good book. That's who he is. He's going to do whatever he... Yeah, he's not a nice guy. But, I mean, Pete had some reasons to feel guilty. Yep. He was being a little selfish. Yep. Finally, from Centurion Joe. Jean Grey got owned by the triplets, and it felt so good to read. This is an all-new X-Men. I never liked her either. Hashtag B sucks. Hashtag Jean Grey sucks. Hashtag This Week in Marvel. Wow. Well, he really doesn't like this character, Jean Grey, spelled G-R-A-Y. Uh, our Gene Gray is spelled G-R-E-Y, so I don't know who this is. <laughs> Although I do know that Brett White, uh, a friend of ours and freelancer for Marvel.com and huge X-Men fan, X-Men fanatic, in one of his first pieces for us, 
Spelled Jean Grey wrong. Spelled it G-R-A-Y. How I dare you? never let him forget it. Good. he claims to be the biggest X-Men fan in the world. Never man. let him live it down. Ugh. It's like Spider-Man with no hyphens. Ugh. All right. At King of All Geeks tweets, By the way, I loved Iron Man 3, even though after seeing it three times, I estimate Stark was in full armor for only 12 minutes. Uh, it's probably more like 13. Yeah. No, he's... Go yeah. see it again and bring a stopwatch. Yeah. You know what, though? It works. The, yeah. the story works. He's, it's... It's terrific. Makes you wait. Yeah. Another one from Chris. He says, Any updates on Marvel Unlimited for Android? I'm going crazy waiting for it. Hashtag Android Twimmer. Hmm. Well, Chris, your wish is fulfilled. You can download it now. It's free. Use your subscription and enjoy. At RRR, Chris tweets, Do you guys ever skip the last track in a spec op to get the character? Kind of feels like cheating to me. Chris, I've yeah. never skipped anything in, anything in those spec ops. How do you skip in spec ops? You pay the gold and you skip. Oh, no, never. I've never paid for. I've never skipped anything ever in Marvel Avengers Alliance. Yeah, it's a coward's way out. Have you done it? No. Good. So I'm not calling you. A I coward. just said no. I'm, I didn't <laughs> you do said it. in spec op. I didn't know if you had done it in like. Oh I didn't, no! I mean, no. what's the point? Yeah, you know who does that? Daniel Ketchum. I bet he does. No, he does. He tells me, and I call. I tell him you're a coward. You're a lazy coward. Yeah. Go back to editing Gambit. Yeah. Punk. All right. Wow. Run on Chris's here. Chris Vaughn, <sighs> Mortal Thor 99, our third Chris in a row, saying, he also appeared in a couple of Thor issues when Loki kidnapped him and enhanced his cold powers out of control. He's talking about Iceman. Remember last week they asked us, had Iceman and Thor ever appeared together? Right. Uh, yes, I remember that. Those were 90s issues, I think. <laughs> um, I think that was the Dan Jurgens run. Um Cool. Thank you, Chris. And said, and actually, Thor and Iceman have teamed up before in an episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. That's uh, that not in continuity. Doesn't count. Doesn't doesn't count for the purposes of this question. Yeah. At Forgot You Talked, will we see more history of the newly altered Age of Ultron time in, timeline? Maybe in the tie-in issues. Yes. That is that is what the, where the tie-in issues are headed right now. You're going to see more of the world created by. Wolverine and Invisible Woman's choice. Uh, you already got to. You already got to see some of it. You're going to see more. More coming up. Nice. At Demox Twenty One said, "Fluffy guys on this week of Marvel. Time to listen." And then he says, "So I googled the word Fluffy the other day, and man, Fluffy guy took up the whole first page. Even gave me his bio. That's Gabriel Iglesias, who we had uh, into the office and on the podcast. Very funny guy." Another one from Dom, he says, Damn it, dance lot. Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man number nine was so good, I want issue number ten right now. Hashtag cannot get enough. It's coming soon. Yep. At Almarez1983 tweeted to us a picture of his kids dressed up yeah. as Thor and Hulk. Uh, they are adorable. Very adorable. A lot of people commented on this picture. Yeah, it, I retweeted it. It's just amazing. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Gunhild Skjold. At Gunhild Skjold. Spelling my name phonetically in English is hard, so just go with gun. Pronounce like the thing that goes bang. I like it. Huh? Yeah, DDP. Tweeting from his other account. (laughs) All right, gun, thank you. Appreciate that. Since we've butchered your name like five times. I'm so excited about Rescue in Marvel Alliance. Had a team up with her, and I can already tell she'll be seen a lot in PvP. Yeah, like I said, she's going to be a great supplemental character yeah. uh, in addition to her abilities. I ran into her once in PvP towards Already? the end. Already? Yeah. Wow. I know. I was surprised. I did not expect that. Yeah. I, I always re- get surprised. She's, she's going to be good in PvP because every yeah. round she takes yep. away uh, you know, debuff, a, a debuff and that's... Great shields and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, she'll be very, very good in PvP, especially once you level her up. 
Another one from Gun. Just tried out Marvel Heroes. It was great fun. Where are we? Haywood? Yes. Mr. HW View. HW View tweets, can't wait for Friday midnight for Iron Man 3. Hashtag phase 2. Well, I guess you've already Man, seen it, Haywood. Not waiting anymore. I hope so. At least I don't want you to still yeah. be waiting for it. Uh, another one from Haywood. He says, last week, Twim was to be Avengers number 10. Jonathan Hickman gave us Omega Flight and a mysterious line. The system is online. That was a creepy issue. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah, I'm still having nightmares. This week, his Twim is Indestructible Hulk number 7. Wade and Simonson are a great combo like Agent M and Ben J. Morse. Yeah. Aww. We are kind of the Mark Wade and Walt Simonson yeah. of uh, Marvel. You're, of course, Walt Simonson because you've been around longer and are older. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, it's not. It, no, it's not. Walt Simonson's great. Wade. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, another one from Haywood. He says, just got home from Iron Man 3. Great start for Marvel Phase 2. Hashtag thank you, RDJ. Glad you got to see the film, Haywood. Yep. J. Chris Wheeler at Wheeler Madness. Reading Guardians of the Galaxy and how come Iron Man has no love for Captain Britain? I was I was waiting yeah. for this. Uh, yeah, Iron Man disses Captain Britain and Guardians of the Galaxy number two. I, I didn't think it was cool. Um, yeah. Captain Britain's a good he's a quality quality hero, but you know Iron Man's a snarky guy. He uh, that's his character. Tony Stark thinks thinks he's the man. Doesn't yep. always have much love for other heroes. James Jackson 8. I've been catching up on Spider-Man on Unlimited and have noticed that the letters have disappeared. Uh, they have not disappeared, the letters pages. Um, they just they come and go. It depends on how many letters they get in this week. It also depends on if they have a lot of stuff they need to preview. But the letters pages, uh, they come and go. They're definitely not. I, I know there were some last year where you know Steve would be busy or something like that and he'd just throw up previews on the last page. But they're they never went away, and they're not going away. Now, that could be the answer to the question, mm. to the comment. Also, it could be that James was experiencing a bug mm. in Marvel Unlimited. So, um, Oh, that's true. James, send, send me a tweet. You don't have to hashtag it this week in Marvel. Just send me a tweet about what specific issues you were reading where you saw letters in the word balloons disappearing, and we'll have someone go through and, and redo that series for Unlimited, and that'll fix the issue. Because that's something we've seen. It's just... They're weird bugs in these technologies, so um, it's an easy fix for us to do, but with, um, I don't know, 14,000-odd comics in there right now, it's hard to pinpoint every single one. So uh, let us know. We'll get them fixed for you as soon as we can. Jason Pepino at Shipwreck underscore Pep. Will there ever be an app program for Marvel Unloaded for a laptop or PC? Jason, you don't need an app on mm. laptop or PC. You just log into the site. You can read them all there. Uh, I don't see us doing a dedicated PC app or even Mac app. It just we're going to have the mobile and the web. The web is is uh, functionally just you know it, it's as good as an app. And from Julio Saravia or probably Julio Saravia, apologize for that. <laughs> the last Superior Spider-Man was beyond good. Don't know where the ride is headed, but I'm not jumping off. Cool. All right. Thank you, Julio. At Johnny Tim Paul says, so Apex is a girl and a dude. That is so crazy. <laughs> Avengers Arena keeps getting better. Glad he's, you like it, Kyle. He's crazy. Yeah. He also says, I guess Captain America can't catch lasers with his mouth, as we learned in Age of Ultron, number six or number five. No, that was originally going to be in the Super Soldier Serum, but unfortunately, Dr. Professor Erskine was shot yeah. by the Nazis. Dr. Professor. Dr. Professor Erskine was shot by the Nazis before he could implement the... Mouth laser laser catching. protection. Yeah. <laughs> so, just another one the Nazis cost us. Kyle says, Thanks, Agent M, for singing Happy Birthday, and I am 27 now. Sad times. I can play, pay you royalties in friendship. Why is that sad? 27 is a good sad age. Sad times, yeah. I'd love right, to be Katarina? 27. 
Yeah. You can't wait to get there, right? In another 10 years. You can't even rent a car yet. Everyone everyone from the 90s, everything happened in 27, right? What? There you go. What are Kirk you talking o- about? Kurt Cobain, I mean. It's not just the 90s. 27. It's a lot of people died at 27. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So Kyle, don't Stop die. Stop trying to turn my own references back on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kyle says he meant pay, not play, but there's an auto spell. Don't worry about it. Because it says, someone at gymnastics said I remind them of Spider-Man. So I replied, yeah, minus the mu- muscle and finesse. If you're doing gymnastics, you yeah, have you, to have some muscle and finesse. Seriously. That's awesome. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple of guys in wrestling who really do some good? crazy moves. He's trying to start cr- a fresh prince. No. All right. <laughs> a couple guys in wrestling. And so I was watching with Elizabeth. I was like, you see that? How did he do that? She's like, he probably is, did gymnastics and Gymnast. was in tumbling when he was younger. I was like, true. Oh, when we uh, back in high school and I was on the wrestling team, the best crossover from one to another was if you did wrestling, you were generally pretty good at gymnastics. I never tried, um, but if you were a gymnastics person who came down to the wrestling room, they were amazing just because wow. of their tendon strength and yeah. all that stuff. That's incredible. Last one from Kyle. He says, "Did any one of you guys buy the Macho Man's rap album? I heard it was the in bomb. quotes bomb. I did not buy it." I have heard it. Oh, yeah. I have heard Be a Man, Hulk. Be a Man, Many Hogan. times. I think I've heard the Mr. Perfect tribute song, too. I, I've listened to that record yeah. many times. That's a good album. It's. I did not buy it. It's incredible. I did not pay money for I it. I suggest you get that. Rest in peace, Macho Man. Rest in peace. We love you. Uh, at Gigato Redor, just tried those new Iron Man War Machines outfits in Avengers Alliance and encountered <laughs> Magneto. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. That's going to be bad. That's, Especially uh, if you're... Using blaster versions of either of those, because oh, yeah, against Magneto, it's just it's nuts. Yeah. All right, Peter Nyland, twenty-two. Never. Peter Nyland, twenty-two hours. Peter Nyland, twenty. Peter Nyland, got any new update on when Marvel Unlimited will come to Android? Ryan, do you have any update? It's there now. <laughs> Go get it. It's free. Raph AB, hello, hello, Raph. Is Marvel playing an update for Avengers Initiative, the iOS game? Um, I don't have any information on that. Sorry, Raph. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Maybe, maybe Strong will help you out. Maybe. Probably. Bunch from Probably. at Raph Gemlin. He said, Is Guardians of the Galaxy, Tomorrow's Avengers, the comic, not trade paperback, solicited for July, the infinite comics in print? I am not sure. Uh, I haven't looked at the maybe. solicits. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take a look at that and tweet, tweet us... Uh, Non This Week in Marvel tweets. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back we'll to you. We'll check up on that for you. Another one from Robert. He says, Thanks to This Week in Marvel's trade collection update, I've updated my books to buy list once again. Great information as always, guys. Nice. Thank you, Robert. We're glad to help. Um, and we always try to, you know, give as much information as we can on some of these books. Another one, he says, A great Marvel AR entry would be Ben or Ryan spoofing romantic scenes from classic Marvel tales, i.e. Havoc and Wasp. Yes, that classic Marvel romance, Havoc and Wasp, hasn't <laughs> even happened yet. Uh, I responded to this over the weekend, and I, I said that, unfortunately, uh, Marvel AR cannot afford us yeah. in our budget. They have to stick with the Frank Thierry's of the world. Yeah. Frank Thierry retweeted me. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. Uh, uh, another one from Robert, he said, Is there any news, progress, that you can update us with in regards to the third chapter of Avengers Initiative? Mm. Sorry, another question about Avengers Initiative. I don't have any information. Um, I wish I did. Sorry about that. Uh, another one from Robert, he said, Really happy to hear Agent M say that uh, this week in Marvel Book Club is uh, going to feature in the app. Uh, I'm thinking about hashtags for that. I was thinking um, tw- 
T-W-I-M-U-R-C. So this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. It's cool. Keeps it nice and simple yep. and uh, letters. That. Uh, yeah, we're we're. I'm gonna start working on that. Hopefully, um, by the end of this week, getting a uh, first list together, figuring out how we place it in the app, uh, what graphics we need, mm-hmm. uh, how much copy, and making sure that we can link to the podcast for those who will see the the thing and not have read uh, listen to the podcast, and also find out how it's easiest to get it to you guys on the podcast. So. All in due time. At Ross RC, Ross Chow, where can I find a discount code for an annual subscription of Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited? We do not have one, Ross. I think you asked me specifically on Twitter. We do yes. not have one right now. Sorry. A couple from Met Simon Sebs. I wish the kid Tony met in Iron Man 3 had been Amadeus Cho. Would have added some diversity to the film. It's a cool idea. Um, at the I, same time, I yeah. think the character is different than Amadeus Cho. Yeah, I think Amadeus yeah. would have been a lot more advanced, and that yeah. would have been that would have totally changed the film. I would I would rather save Amadeus Cho and yeah. introduce him as actually Amadeus Cho because he's a he's an awesome character in his own right. He yeah, doesn't I, need to I, stand in for someone else. I really want Amadeus Cho as a, as a character in the MCU, but you never know. Yeah. After seeing them in Iron Man three, I now want both a War Machine and a Pepper Potts rescue movie. Make it happen, Marvel. Who knows what the future will bring? Yeah, I don't know. post credit scene in Iron Man 3 wasn't what I expected, but hilarious nonetheless. Agreed. Moving over to Asbiv, Stephen Barr. Enjoying Guardians of the Galaxy Infinite Comics on the Marvel app for free. Starting to get excited for the movie. Glad so many people are digging that. We had a lot of comments yeah, on yeah. Infinite Comics. Um, I keep seeing, Ben and I keep seeing um, a lot of concept art and, mm. and stuff. We mm-hmm. watched the... A uh, really great mm. promo video. That was awesome. Um, that's all stuff that's not, you know, not public yet. But yep. man, we are super excited about it. And on Twitter this week, uh, we had the whole bit deal with Batista yeah. on the Marvel T-shirt. That was awesome. That was great. Yeah. He, he had put a picture of himself wearing a Marvel shirt and said, yeah. "Dream come true." Well, actually, if you go back, he has like nine pictures of him. Slowly putting on the oh, shirt really? and doing little taglines for each one. It's like, like putting on one sleeve, putting on the other, and then finally doing the, and then the after, last one. Yeah, the final one where he just hashtags Drax and just doing the muscle pose. It was very, awesome. Very excited to have Batista on board. Hell yeah! At Dan Slot has done it again. That that's Dan Slot's Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> Superior Spider-Man number nine was can I say amazing, sad, exciting, fun, great? Hashtag make my mark. Directed at uh, Ryan, Stephen Barr says, Thanks for the response about Uncanny Avengers. I'll hang in there and focus on the story itself. Good Hope man. you do, Stephen. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Uncanny Avengers, but, you know, and, and I think this is important. Don't stick with a book just because you feel like you have to stick with a book. If you're not feeling it, take your money yep. and put it to another Marvel comic that you want to read. Yeah, so Try something out else out there. Yep. Um, I don't want you to stop buying our books, but I think... Your time is precious. Your money is precious. Make sure you're reading something that you are really loving. Um, I think we as comic book fans have this uh, this feeling that we have to be loyal to our comics and our books and our characters. And I think um, we're putting out really great products, so it's easy. But on those times when you don't find that you can stick with something, don't do it just out of loyalty. Don't do it out of any other reason other than you're really enjoying the comics. Well said. Yeah. At Lex Pendragon, you want to take these? Sure. He says, uh, This week of Marvel mentions depraved listeners, readers, who like characters in their underoos. Show of hands who we are. And raises his hand. Depraved. 
filthy. Filthy, just disgusting. <laughs> Another one from Lexi says, Red She-Hulk made a new villain named Yologark. Did Blake Garris name it? How's that pronounced? Hashtag Horizon Labs. Why would Blake Garris name that? YOLO! Oh, Remember YOLO! That, that period I didn't do that. Of time last year where all you guys did was say YOLO? No, I don't. It was awful. That happened? Yeah. We would send uh, we'd send each other pictures when we would go to different places and see YOLO t-shirts. <laughs> There's a series of like 20. I was in Puerto Rico. I saw a YOLO t-shirt and I was like, oh, I gotta stop and take a picture of it. Megan's like, really? We're on vacation right now. Why are you doing this? It's amazing. Uh, last one from Lex. He says, did Marvel's free comic book day offerings get sent out to the Marvel Comics app for free? I do not believe so. We wanted so. people to go to their yeah. local comic shops. The whole point of free comic book day is to get you into the stores. Yep. Gotta go enjoy that. But I'm sure, even, even though free comic book day has come and gone, if you go to your local comic store, I would wager they still have some infinity. Those, those available. So go and pick them up. Yeah. Why so serious? My Loki tweet was read on the Marvel podcast, LOL. Okay. Oh, hilarious. You did it. <laughs> and finally, Zach Trujillo. Is the Marvel Cinematic Universe literally its own universe separate from 616 and Ultimate? I can't wait to see Iron Man 3 this weekend. Um, yes, it is literally. 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 Not, not figuratively. Uh, the, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is its own continuity, its own universe. Uh Certain characters are in it. Certain characters are not in it. It is totally different from the Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Universe and the uh, every other universe that has appeared in a What If or a random story. Yeah, the Ultraverse. I mean, the New Universe. Yeah, sixteen oh two, sixteen oh two universe. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I made that up. There you go. All right. Uh, thank you to. Katarina for joining us today and for being an intern. Yes. Good job. Thank you for all your hard work over the past several months and for putting up with my jokes. None of which are funny. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Yes. Best of luck. Uh, Thank you to Ben, Strami, and Blake for putting everything together for the podcast. And most importantly, thank you to everyone who listened, commented, tweeted, downloads, likes us hates us is into marvel comics all that good stuff we appreciate it this is marvel your universe